No battle plan can anticipate all contingencies. There are always unexpected factors, including those stemming from the opponent's initiative. A battle thus becomes a balance between plan and improvisation, between intellect and reflex, between error and correction. It is a narrow line, but it is a line one's opponent must also walk. For all the balance of experience and cleverness, it is often the warrior who acts quickest who will prevail. You've never heard of the Millennium Fall? Should I have? It's a ship that made the castle run less than 12 parsecs. Welcome to our Kessel Run Weekly Holocron Book Club. Yay, we're back. With no te- well, I would say I no wouldn't technical say issues, no but technical difficulties. It's not. It's, yeah. <laughs> Uh, if I had just paid attention, then maybe not. But I mean, we're good right now. We're good. <laughs> so yeah, so Thrawn, obviously. <laughs> um, so this week we are talking chapters 13 through 16. Um, for those of you just joining uh, that aren't familiar with it, uh, we're doing three chapters a week. Um, every Tuesday. I thought it was 15. Uh Oh. 13, 14, 15. Yes. Math's hard. I can't math today. Math's hard. <laughs> I can't math. Um, <laughs> one thing after another, I'm telling you. Um, and you were struggling to get that last chapter read, too. That's what's crazy. That was the chapter I was reading. That was the one. I was like, oh, man, I got to get this one yeah, done. Yeah, you got to get it done. You got to get it done. That's uh, funny. That's funny. That's awesome. Well, I'm on a roll today. Woo! <laughs> um, so yeah, so before I guess we dive into 13, 14, 15. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. It was me. Um, I, I noticed last week I didn't talk about one thing that was actually pretty pivotal um, to the chapters, uh, which was Night Swan. Um, I which was seems curious to be this, about that one. Yeah, so Night Swan so far seems to be like this character lurking in the darkness kind of toying with Thrawn um, as we kind of see actually more in these uh, almost an episode um, these chapters um, spoilers I know, say yeah, it every spoilers. time but spoilers By the way, book club spoilers. spoilers okay sorry had to say that thank you <laughs> um, but yeah so Night Swan seems to be lurking in the darkness and in these chapters we kind of see him that he's kind of directly messing with Thrawn which is really weird um where he's kind of like, oh, we got two people. Hello, Amy. Hello, Hi. Brian. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it's it's really strange that it, it, he he seems to be directly interested in Thrawn. Yes. Whereas Thrawn has been previously an unknown character this entire time. All of a sudden, I mean, this guy's like, oh no, I'm coming for you. Which yeah, I mean, like- we've had some time pass and everything, but I mean, at the same time kind of makes you wonder if Thrawn really has made that kind of name for himself already where he's kind of like like I don't know it makes me kind of think of like a serial killer-esque like I'm coming for you kind of deal here's the puzzles to figure out and everything which is what he's doing um but I'm interested to figure out who this guy is like it's really strange yeah but I mean basically in the last few chapters the ones that you had missed um I mean Night Swan it was just a name that popped up uh, when they were looking for, when they were looking through the data pad, um, talking about different um, inventories of Clone Wars artifacts, because uh, Thrawn has now become 
very, right. very interested in them. Um, there was a complete shipment of uh, uh, vulture droids that, that over time, the price had started to increase because of demand. And it was kind of like, okay, why is there all of a sudden a demand Vulture droids. Right. That makes me think of like 101 Dalmatians, where all of a sudden oh. all the puppies are like <laughs> <laughs> going away. Oh, right. <laughs> but yeah, and so like, and it was really cool because the way that those last chapters ended were with the Vulture Joys coming out from a moon of Umbara, which was really neat. Um, really kind of jarring. Like I had chills when I read it. I was like, oh, dang, this is going to be big. And, and we get to see the battle that ensued in these chapters. Yes, so that I did see. At. I yes. say see because when I read, I see. But, <laughs> you know, I yes. was amazed, you know, because in the Empire, you don't just speak out mm-hmm. and usurp, you know, mm-hmm. the hierarchy. Right. And then the guy just kind of let him do it because he's smart enough mm-hmm. to know that that was the only way they were going to survive. Right. Uh, we got a couple more people that just joined, not to ruin the, the momentum, Gina and Jay. Woo-hoo, hey, guys. Hi. Thank you for joining. And um, I, yeah. I feel like, you know, how did he know, one, that that was the moment mm-hmm. that it was going to be turned around or not at all? Mm-hmm. And how did he know that this was also the moment that Chino would not, you know, that he would decide it's like, because he is good at reading people and he can mm-hmm. do that. He knew that, but then how did he know that he wouldn't turn him in later? Right. Exactly. And, and I mean, I think Thrawn's focus still is different than with the empire. Um, vastly yes. different because he still doesn't understand it. He doesn't totally. understand it all. He doesn't understand no. the politics, the motives, mm-hmm. the culture. I mean, right. he's lost. Right. And, and what's cool is like when he did step up and basically just overtake his command, um, it, it wasn't in a way of, oh, well, I'm going to shine. No, or, it you know, wasn't I'm looking for recognition. Malice. No, it he was, was strictly, looking to save. The right. Yeah. And he spread the. Pattern. And spread the wonder to everyone. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, you know, he didn't even. So he tried right. to, you know, disperse the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Because he, he, he even, I think, mentioned in the book directly mm-hmm. that he wanted the crew to take credit. Right. He wanted the entire crew to take credit for it, which was cool because he's not, he was looking literally to get them out of a bad situation. Exactly. And their current commander, Commander Chino, just froze. He did. Like, was worthless. He was. <laughs> like, worthless. The, I mean, and then they force him into retirement and everything. So it makes me think, like, the guy's had some time, you know? But at the same time, like, how are you just going to freeze? Your ship and everything are being bombarded and, and things like that. You've got all this battle. And you're, you're worried about vulture droids. Of all things, unmanned vehicles. Those vulture (laughs) droids were really doing a number on all of these ships, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean that's true. They weren't acting like normal vulture droids. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did think it was cool how him and eventually Eli uh, had found the pattern in that too, where they were circling like vulture droids and everything, and then all of a sudden they noticed that they'd go to their own program, and then they were commanded by something else. Right. It was like this one little window. And then that's what was ended up saving them. 
uh, it, it continues to amaze me the what Thrawn sees. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Like, you notice just literally a second of, oh, well, it's gone. Now it's back. Okay. But it's gone. Now it's back. And it's just kind of like, like, literally, that had to have been just seconds. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you know those things have to be flying pretty fast. Um, but just the things that he's noticing. And then on top of that, I like that for the first time we see pushback on him. Yes. Um, with the, uh, it was Admiral. I can't remember his name right now, but the, the Admiral of, um, Genly, the, just the foremost. Yeah. Yes. But, <laughs> yeah. The Admiral, um, the foremost, um, how he didn't just take his word for it. That right. he was just, yeah. I mean, eventually, essentially he was just like, no, I'm not listening to you. You don't know what you're talking about. You're a lowly officer, all that kind of stuff. And Thrawn's like, all right, cool. We're just going to do it. <laughs> I think it's I think it's Ginley or something Ginley. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um we'll figure it out later. But um <laughs> Yeah. Um, I really uh like that scene because mm-hmm. he he decided, you know, I'm going mm-hmm. to survive and I'm gonna make sure everyone else survives mm-hmm. over my career necessarily. Right. And it's kind of I don't know. It's, it's it's a weird perspective, though, to see him acting in that way, only because that could be what potentially ends everything. In a moment. I in mean, look moment. at Chino. Yeah. All mm-hmm. he had to do was say, oh, yeah, it wasn't really my idea. Mm-hmm. And he would have been fine because that's who he really wanted was Thrawn. Right. He didn't want Chino. He wanted Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and so... I mean, I, that that's what's kind of, I don't know. Like, I, I wonder if, and it could be part of his plan, and that's why he was thinking that if I do this, then nobody's going to backlash on me or anything like that. But he doesn't seem to know. Um, but at the same time, it kind of makes me wonder who's watching out for him. Because him usurping the command of his commanding officer, like, pretty much at the risk of mutiny and treason, the whole, the whole nine, like all very, very serious things. Um, I mean, I, I wonder if Palpatine is watching him. See, I'm you, curious you know I mean? about Palpatine. Yes. And he has a meeting mm-hmm. with Palpatine in the next chapter. So I'm really looking mm-hmm. forward to that. I think it's the next mm-hmm. chapter or the chapter after that, but next in yeah. his timeline. Mm-hmm. And, um, right. I'm really looking forward to that, but it makes me wonder because he has mentioned Anakin before, mm-hmm. even if, you know, and now Palpatine's probably gone back to Vader and said, mm-hmm. do you know this guy? And Right. And know. so that's what I'm kind of, yeah, because there's got to be something else at play or it's just Thrawn playing multiple games at, at multiple times. But I mean, it, it seems hard to fathom that he's escaped the fire so many times. Um, but at the same time, seeing his strategic analysis and the combat and everything that he's already been through, like I wouldn't put it past him, but then I want to know how. That's right. thing. <laughs> yeah. You would think though, that no matter how beneficial mm-hmm. his services are, at mm-hmm. some point with that many xenophobic people that mm-hmm. it would eventually fall apart without somebody very, very high pulling the strings. Because at this point, exactly. you know, 
Mm-hmm. It would be so and, easy. He hadn't yeah. saved that many people. I mean, yeah, right. he's made an impression, mm-hmm. but commander. Exactly. And like not, not only nothing? does he escape. Exactly. Not only is he escaping, but he's being promoted out of these situations. Yes. That's what's wild. He keeps going and, up and up and up and up. Right. And even Yularen is like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm glad you are, but right. at the same time, huh? For like, things that most it, people would be drummed out of the service for, or right. executed. Or their career for. completed. Yeah, you know, or, or something. Or ended, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm interested to see where the resentment with Eli is going to come, come in. Because he's starting to really start, uh, well, I mean, he's always kind of resented Thrawn. But it's really starting to surface where even Thrawn's starting to notice the resentment in his voice um, and things like that. Um, I think we have comments. Ooh, yay. Hopefully not technical difficulties. <laughs> on, on the on the other video. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> um, looks like uh, my wife. Hello, lovely Hello, wife. Hello, lovely wife. Aaron oh, wait. She's my not sister, my wife, is Kayla. she? Wait. But she's not your wife. I'm selfish. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Darren and then my sister-in-law, Kayla, have joined. So hello. Hello, everyone. hello. What's up, guys? Um, but yeah, continuing with it and everything, like, I, I wonder what head that's going to come to with Eli as far as his resentment, if he ever decides to act on that or really ask the question, why am I not getting promoted? Why am I holding the rank of Ensign? a year longer than I'm really supposed to. Why am I, I wonder still... if it's Thrawn. Not... See, I don't know. Not yeah. like... Because... He always seems to... Um, know what he's doing and what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And it's not like mm-hmm. he's oblivious to this. Mm-hmm. If he wanted Eli to advance, he would figure out a way to do it. So it kind of makes me wonder if behind the scenes he's dropping hints or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe he wants to keep him out of the line of fire. Because if you're really an ensign, what harm could you be? I could see that. Um, Uh, But at the same time, though, we see uh, Thrawn really caring for him. Right. Um, But he's never cared about his career. He's always just cared about him as a person. Right. Um, that's true, <laughs> but see, and I don't know. I feel like, I guess personally to me that I feel like that should go hand in hand. It like, should. Yeah. Cause but, I would care about your advancement in life or right. your career if I cared about you as a person. Um, and everything that we've seen in a Thrawn is a different light than what we've seen in rebels where right. he was ruthless, uh, relentless, uh, vicious even. Was um, he though? I mean, uh, yeah, he shot Bindu in the face. Okay, I know that. I just ran fire on a planet. I mean, yeah, but I mean that's his <laughs> that's his strategy. I mean, I don't know. I I can't wait to see after this particular book has come out. I would like mm-hmm. to see Rebels next season to mm-hmm. see him in a different light. Or I would like to go back and see season three after I've read this book and see if maybe he's not ruthless and evil. Mm -hmm. He's just doing his job, whether that job is awful, Mm -hmm. but he feels like he's obliged and, you know, 
he's mm. doing his deal to save his people again. Yeah. I'll fit into your culture if mm. I can save mine. I could see that. And after years and that. years yeah. and years of trying to fit into that culture, mm -hmm. it's got to start taking over a little bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I know in yeah. Rebels, it's always like black and white most of the time. Well, and that's what I love about this is that it's graying it's that line. It's so gray. Yes. Because, I mean, even Eli, I mean, he's not a bad dude. He's not the typical evil or, or villain or anything like yeah. that. Like, he's a good guy. Um, but he's in the light of the empire. And, and that's the difference is that in his eyes, which is something that we're going to get to see in the battlefront two game coming out, um, is that we're going to, yes, I'm very excited about pre -order. that. By the I, way. I, I was going to pre-order. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. So, I, I mean, if you pre-order, you get beta access. So we get to play it early. So we I'm pre-ordering. Exactly. Yes. There's no question. Yes. <laughs> um, but back to the book. <laughs> um, but I mean, like it, it I love these stories like Rogue One and everything that have been coming out that have really been graying the line. Right. Of, so you got your Rebels, you got your Imperials, but are either one of them mutually exclusive to being good or bad? Like, I that, don't that's think the thing. So. It's, it's all about, like, like Obi Wan jerkishly says in, <laughs> in the original trilogy, it's all a matter of perspective. Right. From a certain point of view. Um, and, that, and that's what I'm starting to feel like throughout this whole thing is like Thrawn is not a bad dude or not that we've seen. Um, he's just very smart. Uh, he's very calculated, very strategic in every single move he makes in and out of the battlefield. It's almost like he never leaves the battlefield. Um, and then Eli, he's not a bad guy either. He just wanted to be a, a shipping officer. He wanted basically. to do numbers. <laughs> and yeah. I tell you what, that dude can math. Yes, he can him math. And I cannot. Thrawn can math. <laughs> Because they can those calculations, it took him two mm -hmm. minutes to mm -hmm. do those calculations to find the pinpoint the area that that transmitter was coming from. Oh, yeah. He can Which math. Which is impressive. Oh, yeah. he can math. <laughs> Thrawn, tutoring services. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And so and, and then it also, in that chapter, it even goes to uh, Night's Watch. Or, I'm sorry, not Night Swan. Night Swan. Night's Watch. <laughs> Night Swan going Game of Thrones here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, so Night Swan where uh, after all that and everything, even Thrawn starts to notice patterns um, where I actually have written down on my notes uh, where he finds out that, th that Night Swan knows where Thrawn will be patrolling. So he knew where the Thunder Wasp was going to be. Which I still hate that name. <laughs> I think that's the lamest name know. for a ship. But <laughs> I've seen some boats that have some pretty fun names, so. I mean, I don't doubt it. A thunder wasp. <laughs> but I mean, like, you're a big star destroyer. Like, you're supposed to be intimidating. You're the Empire, and you're the thunder wasp. <laughs> of course. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like it's like they gave him the jalopy of the Empire or something. <laughs> well, up to now, they've never been on the greatest ships. That's true. So maybe that's like. <laughs> so for all we know. <laughs> right. Maybe it's like their life on the D list or whatever that yeah. show was a long time ago that I never watched. <laughs> that thing that was there. I knew there Available was something. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody paid for it at some point. <laughs> right. There you go. Um, but yeah. And so. So yeah, so Night Swan knows where he's patrolling. He knows that Thrawn is collecting Clone Wars artifacts. 
Um, he even misdirected him to Umbara. And so it's, it's cool to see someone having the, or at least playing the same game that Thrawn is. That's yes. really exciting yes. because it's like, so who's going to outsmart who, who is ahead of who? Cause right now Night Swan's like 20 steps ahead and Thrawn's like, hold up, I'm catching up. Yeah. But it's, it's, Thrawn. It is Thrawn. It's, it's not Night Swan. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it stands to reason that he may overcome Night Swan in the book. Uh, I would imagine. Eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. I hope but that I, it's not like really soon. I hope that they play this game right. for a while. That, that would be cool. Game. Right, because it's the game of wits with him. Um, it, it's not firing back and forth. It's not all purely militaristic. It, it's a game of the mind. It's all, it's chess, it basically. Is. Yeah. And it's really cool seeing somebody ahead of Thrawn, thinking ahead or anything like that. It really is. But- Up to now, I felt that it's really been one-sided. Yes, Thrawn is oh, amazing. Yeah. Thrawn is mm-hmm. smart and everything that we know him to be. Mm-hmm. But there's only so much luck in the world. Mm-hmm. And That's true. I, I'm waiting to see him maybe not succeed maybe he did anticipate 15 moves ahead but somebody else Mm -hmm. anticipated 16 so but would a failure on his part really i guess kind of destroy his credibility though i don't i think so probably maybe a little but he'll get it Mm -hmm. back it won't be permanent or anything yeah um but, see, I could see it more looking like a failure. Right. Um, and then he comes back and uses that as a success. Right. He'll so, he'll figure out a way to yeah. switch it. But I mm-hmm. do want to see the look on his face when he's like, I did not expect that. <laughs> it's like, surprise. Surprise. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see this Night Swan character come to fruition for I sure. Do, I am too. Because uh, he doesn't seem very worried about him. But at the same time... He has he has an opponent, yes. which is really cool. The villain has a villain, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, and then we go into the next chapter, and we get to see Miss Price, Arinda, Arinda. Which I, I, now with the with these, well, I read four chapters, but <laughs> with these three chapters, um, I, I was actually using the audiobook too because okay. on. Uh, on Audible, not trying to make a shameless plug or anything, but okay. on uh, <laughs> <Not no. kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> but on Audible, I had a, a free credit that I didn't know about, so I was like, you know what? I kind of want to hear what these voices sound like and stuff like that, and how they interpret them. So I got thrown an audiobook, and I was reading along with it and everything. Um, the the voice actor who like tries to do Arinda <laughs> Bryce, <laughs> like it's it's like the movie White Girls. It's really really bad. <laughs> But it's really hilarious because <laughs> it's like this over femin- feministic kind of voice to it. Like it, it, it doesn't even make sense. Like it was like, who have you listened to that sounded like that? That's why like, you sound like a sorority girl walking straight out of college. It's just like it was just like, OK, cool. Didn't expect her to sound that way, but we'll go with it. <laughs> now, he does Thrawn's voice incredibly, like as creepy as it is on that Rebels. That was the intro that yeah. you... Yes, that's the answer that we used in our last one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that was now, that, that uh, was a shameless plug. Yes, that was. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it's a, but anyways, yeah, <laughs> the chapter. Yeah, the chapter. <laughs> now, now that I'm done talking about the sorority girl Arinda Price, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so in this one, in this second or the fourteenth chapter, she gets a promotion. Woo! Yay, Arinda! She started from the bottom and was back to the bottom, and now she's here. So <laughs> yes, and I was. She knows something's up. She knows mm-hmm. it. And she knows it can't possibly be good, you know, Mm -hmm. that they can afford to have staff that they never see, that she never sees. And she Mm -hmm. knows something's wrong. And she's willing to do that just to rub with, you know, the people Mm -hmm. that she feels are above everyone else. She wants the power. Mm -hmm. Um, To get her... Family's mining, uh, mining facility back. Even that's become a d- distant memory, mm-hmm. even to her. Right. And now, she now, even mentions it at one point where she feels like it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But, you know, I still have to get up, 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 even mm-hmm. if that's not going to happen. It's like she's gotten a taste of Coruscant, not Lothal. And right. she has just, it's not even about the mine anymore in a way right. it's just about getting up there again i want to get to the so highest too. level i can four mm-hmm. thousand levels that, i was just thinking of that, that like crazy yeah you know <laughs> can you imagine how fast that go it's going down in order to cover get, that distance i know so that when you say coming down it made me think of the elevator scene where mm-hmm. She gets in the elevator. The guy leaves her at work later than mm-hmm. she's supposed to. And then it's really safe. Oh, yes. And she goes down the elevator and it just flies past her level. Mm-hmm. And she was already late. And mm-hmm. then it won't stop. And she has to emergency stop it. Mm-hmm. 21 level. I think it was 21 levels lower. I could be wrong. I think so. It was like 4,020-something. Yeah, yeah, it was something really, really low and yeah. scary. <laughs> and, right. you know, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what you would do in that situation. But I'm glad she's taking some self-defense classes after oh, all of that. Now, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. So I was about to say, she didn't fare very well when uh, she got cornered and jumped. No. Like, when that started happening, I'm like, okay, what's about to happen here? Right. <laughs> I was like, like is she going to try? Is she going to get herself beat up? What's happening? And then her uh, uh, fearless roommate, Wahir, comes up um, and, like, kicks butt, man. Like, yes, obviously, yes. she's hiding something. And I think she is hiding something. Because the whole thing, oh, I thought I told you. I thought oh, I told you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, they're playing her oh, yeah. hard. and she, But she knows it, and she's allowing them to play her. So mm-hmm. I want to see her game. I know exactly. that power is her thing. Um, but what does she possibly have to gain from doing all this work in an organization that is faulty? Right. She Definitely. knows it's faulty and she's mm-hmm. doing it anyway. To me, that's not very smart, but I don't know her game. I want to know right. her game. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think that eventually when her and Thrawn cross paths, I again. think she's going to take some tips. Yeah, again, um, I think they're going to have a better conversation in all honesty. But 
That's me. I'm yes. trying not to like. I'm trying not to venture out of the the, the three, three chapters. chapters. No, I think that they no, I will. Was, I was over here. <laughs> um, I was glad because, like I said, I missed last time where they met the first mm -hmm. time. So when I saw that, you know, she knew who he was and blah blah blah, I was like, oh yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Elizabeth's here, by Hello. the way. Hello, Elizabeth. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I'm interested to see, I guess, the way that her intellect works versus Thrawn's. Because there's got to be a purpose that she's in here, other than that they intersect story-wise. I mean, you have Yularen, you have uh, Price, um, Thrawn. The only one physically missing is Tarkin <laughs> that know all of them and everything. That's true. Um, so we pretty much got the little inner circle that's on Rebels. Um, but I'm interested to see the cunning of Price herself to see what she can work out because so far, I mean, as she said, she's been screwed over oh, quite yeah. a bit. Hard. <laughs> um, yeah. And now she's got that taste for blood of, I'm not going to let that happen again. And so she's looking for those things. Um, and then with the advocacy, advocacy group, like you said, she's noticing things like, why aren't you always staff? Oh, you just miss them. That's all it is. You're just missing them. Uh, really? A hundred percent of the time. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I never see anyone. It and always so trips me out how people will lie to you to your face. And you would think mm -hmm. they actually think that you are going to believe it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's. Like, oh, don't worry. <laughs> like a driller is absolutely lying to her. Like well, the last time we were together, we created these invisibility suits and they just yeah. wear them during the day because they're antisocial. Right, there you go. <laughs> As she takes a sip of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and then, so yeah, so chapter 14, I mean, it was, the big things I think in that were Arinda's promotion. Yes. And then that she's going to start combat training. Um, so now, so she won't uh, be helpless anymore. <laughs> so good on her. Do you nice think, position. though, that somebody rigged the elevator? Because they, so. the elevator happened, and then the chick and the guy was there mm -hmm. immediately after. Really close. Happened to be. Happened to be. To get there yeah. before she could get down there. And then the guy mm -hmm. is uh, her date. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. is like It, it has to be. Because it feels like the whole thing she's in the middle of, and maybe it's just the way I'm thinking about it, it feels like she's in the middle of a conspiracy. It, she is, um, and she, yeah. she's being her. Mm -hmm. She's looking at what could happen rather than what could happen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think she's in the middle of something bigger, and I think we'll eventually find that out because yes. with Driller all of a sudden being like, oh, yeah, totally, come work for me. You're yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah, do that. I got you. Well, let let like, me leave you here right? in, at night so that yeah. knowing that you have a long way to go home. Right. It just, it's like, all not too right. convenient. convenient. <laughs> and, I would uh, agree. I just, yeah. I'd like to see where that goes. I would really like to see where that goes. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think her her story is going to be equally as interesting. Hers, I, I haven't been really interested in because it's been kind of I don't know, strange. 
Yeah, it really has to to the overall story. So like, it really hasn't been my favorite set of stories mm-hmm. um, within the book, but it, it's starting to have that intrigue too. Yeah, it's getting way and way and way mm-hmm. more in you know interesting as we mm-hmm. go. It's less of a side seat, more of a okay. So you know, Zon. Mm-hmm. Put her in there. Mm-hmm. Almost as many chapters as she he put um, Thrawn in there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it's it's going to be big mm-hmm. when when it happens. It's going to be big. Oh yeah, it's about every other chapter too. Yeah, it, it's a story of her. So I mean, yeah, that's that's not. There's my no. Accent. There's no backseat to that. Um, it's just we're becoming more accustomed to her story at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. Because you buy the book thinking, Thrawn! But, yeah, um, right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great little side story. It's it's more Thrawn and his super friends. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so, and... Um, and their moon base. Oh, yes, and their moon Sorry, base. Sorry, <laughs> puns... <laughs> <laughs> don't judge me <laughs> judge no i'm just playing <laughs> um so yeah and then so in the actual final chapter uh when when you can math <laughs> uh chapter 15 um it looks like so i'm kind of reading my notes because I, I read this like really late at night um so i didn't want to didn't want to forget anything but yeah so this is where uh, chino was forced to retire everything we got the backlash of everything um and thrawn was none too happy about that he couldn't understand it he's Mm -mm. like do you realize how dumb that is yeah he's realizing i think that's the first time that i saw that we actually kind of saw him angry about it because he he, over and over this is a waste of resources a waste of resources do you know how dumb this is he's like trying Mm -hmm. to even explain it to himself like Mm -hmm. these people make decisions based on emotion Mm-hmm. Instead of logic. Right. And he he can't understand mm-hmm. that. That's like when he saved the, the gas or the people over the gas. He, mm-hmm. he made a logical decision, but everyone else wanted an emotional one. Right. Exactly. And, and it, it's interesting seeing him struggling with how the Empire actually does things. Um, and I, I know it, this isn't a Battlefront 2 <laughs> podcast, but like it makes me interested, like to see really their story continue the fallout, the, the story, yeah. Because I mean, with all that, like, because you see the Empire making the emotional decisions and making the decisions that don't mil- militaristically make sense, mm-hmm. um, as far as trying to keep their people and keep their people alive and keeping people in command and things like that when they really didn't do anything wrong. It's just people being people basically. Um, but it also kind of makes me wonder about the empire, the emperor's contingency plans as far as, cause I mean, he, he never really truly looked for this to be forever um, because he put contingency plans in place and everything. I think it was in the aftermath book. Oh, okay. Um yeah, he, he put contingency contingency plans and things like that in place to where if he died, that somebody would have to cause the collapse of the empire. A a situation of if I can't have it, then neither nobody can. can. 
yeah, we're not we're not continuing this. This is it's done. You do your own thing. I don't care. Um, and so it kind of makes me wonder, really, how all that really plays out. Because the way the Empire acts is, is very irrational. Um, Thrawn sees that. Yes. As, as a military unit, it doesn't make sense. Nothing's really making sense. And so if the Emperor really ne- never considered for this to continue forever, stands to reason that all this kind of stuff really doesn't matter to him. Well, he, he, he thrives for turmoil. He likes to play the game. And to me, Palpatine is playing a game with the mm-hmm. entire Empire. These are, I'm not going to go Doctor Who on you, but <laughs> it's like this huge conglomerate and on a whim, you know, the Emperor could say, well, now an unscheduled faith change, you know. But anyway, right. yeah. you know, I can put down these rules. This is what we cherish. And mm-hmm. he has instituted that this, this is what we cherish. And he has nurtured it to the point mm-hmm. that everybody is out for themselves. And mm-hmm. that gas would have been really nice because I would have gotten a paycheck or a promotion from that. But those people are expendable, basically. Exactly. I completely agree with that. Um, Because, I mean, ultimately, nothing matters but the Emperor. Right. The the Emperor and his goals. And as far as Chino, I mean, he he embarrassed the guy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He did. The guy got embarrassed and said, I'll have your career then. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't want it, obviously you don't want your job. So I'll just have it. Because (laughs) I feel a little embarrassed at this moment. Right. And I'll never recover. recover. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it hurt his pride. Yeah, it hurt his pride. <laughs> and therefore, he ended a man's career. So crazy. Like, just reading that, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was with Thrawn the whole time. It was like, he didn't do anything. Chino literally didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Thrawn did the whole thing, but somehow Chino got the brunt of it. But Chino allowed it. That's true. And it was his command. I mean, ultimately, yes, they wanted they wanted to drum out Thrawn and give a reason mm-hmm. to do that. But I mean, Chino, that is his command, and he is ultimately responsible mm-hmm. for those under his command because he could have said nobody listened to him. He's th- mm-hmm. overthrowing. Mm-hmm. You know, mutiny is punishable. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. So um, there could have been other outcomes, but Thrawn mm-hmm. somehow knew that this guy wasn't one of those people mm-hmm. in the Empire that would do that. Right. So I don't know. Because that, that that whole scene just, it, it made me mad for it Thrawn. It irks you. It's yeah. like... It's counterproductive to the empire. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody threw a fit and got somebody fired. And I'm like, wondering really? <laughs> if is it Nubium or Numium? Dunium. Dunium. Yeah, the metal. Yeah, Dunium. Yeah, I was I was looking at Noob earlier. Anyway, so Dunium. <laughs> I'm wondering if that's for the Death Star. I would imagine. 
because all these it's, mysterious it's it's happening more this, yeah. and more and more and more so is mm-hmm. night swan somehow collecting all of this stuff hmm. and in league with maybe the emperor mm-hmm. and that's why he's taken an interest in thrawn that could be interesting. I just, you but know, actually, I didn't think about it being the Death Star. I figured it was just they were building. Why would some they want kind of that much? Weapon, but you're right. Yeah, I don't understand huh. why they would want years and years of mining. I mean, other than riches, but all of a sudden, right out of nowhere, all of a sudden of, we're building. Yeah, and then yeah. we know that later there's a Death Star. So it could be totally mm-hmm. unrelated, but that's the click that my mind did. So if you take it there Mm -hmm. then he would have to be in league with palpatine and then that may have spurred the obsession Mm -hmm. with thrawn but i don't that was just what came to my head i mean i like that because that that would be cool of thrawn stumbling on the death star stumbling on that and the emperor's like whoa 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 keeping it quiet yeah Because now um, he's got yeah. the appointment with him, you know. So mm-hmm. I I can't <laughs> wait. I'm, I'm wondering if the emperor is going to be like, hey, back off. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting too close. These I need are you to not stop. the droids you're looking for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, that would be cool to see Thrawn figure out the Death Star before the Death Star's even been built or as it's being built. Yes. Um, having him stumble on that. And if we've learned anything from this book, nothing has been coincidence. No. Everything has had a reason or a purpose throughout the entire book. Nothing's just been throwaway. Um, which uh, actually brings me to the dojo scene in the book. Yes. I think the dojo is training people for Night Swan. I do too. I think it has something to do with Night Swan for sure. Definitely. And Not that's everyone. That's seeing something funny. Not everyone, right. Um, I mean, you got to have some true people. Right. <laughs> to give but the yeah. face and to mm-hmm. be the face and to be able to combat Thrawn mm-hmm. without giving themselves away. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, yeah, definitely. I think it's oh, yeah. a front and I think Arinda's stuck right in the middle of it. As she always As is. As she always <laughs> is. Even when she doesn't try to. Even when she doesn't try to. I just, I, I just want to, you know, learn some combat training. You know, self-defense classes. Cool, come to this dojo that's in the middle of a huge conspiracy. Yeah. With your <laughs> like new Like, you just pick the one. Exactly. That saved your life. <laughs> you just happen to pick the one. The out one. of all of out them. Out of all of them. <laughs> um, but no, I definitely think so. I thought it was cool, though, we got to see, like, um, like you've played Skyrim, right? No? Oh. I'm not a gamer. Oh. Well, there's a well, game. I'm a gamer, oh, not a gamer, not but, uh, a video gamer. Uh, well, in Skyrim, there is a, uh, a, a like a feline kind of. Um, I think it's it's not Kashyyyk. No, that's a planet. I don't know. I but, saw uh, one on Elder Scrolls. I have a friend that has yeah. Elder Scrolls, and it may be a Kashyyyk. I'm not sure. I don't know what it's called, but I saw the cat people, yeah. and then there's cat yeah. people on Doctor Who too. Yeah, which so was, I thought that was I'm, cool, but mentally yeah picture <laughs> um but like i was i was um picturing those because those are the ones that are like the the wheelers and dealers and the and everything like that and everything gotcha. um but um 
sorry, I lost my train of thought. But anyways, but the but Hasishi, like the, the feline kind of character, right. I thought that was cool because it's not something we've seen in Star Wars before. Um, yeah, I thought new. so too. It was a totally yeah. different species, and mm-hmm. I was like, yay. I know, right? <laughs> unless, unless it's something that I haven't heard of, which is totally possible. And write us and tell us how wrong we are. And yes. that's totally cool. <laughs> and we'll learn from our mistakes. Uh, I mean, we might. We I might. Know. I might just repeat them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, as far as I know, I've never seen that in any canon. Anything. I've never seen um, the cat people. I've never seen a cat, period, in Star Wars. So to have that feline-like creature, I think that's a cool new species and everything um, to introduce, for sure. Especially that they're a leader of a dojo. I mean, yeah. come on. How cool is that? <laughs> that's kind of where I got lost. Um mm-hmm. Hashishi is the leader of the dojo, but mm-hmm. who is the guy or the gal? I couldn't really, I kind of got lost in the names, but it starts mm-hmm. with an M Mason or Manson or anyway. Um, mm-hmm. He made a face when Arinda told Thrawn what adv- advocacy group she works for. I got you. And yeah. so that was what I was curious about is because I kind of got lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, there were a ton of names there were. <laughs> uh, thrown out in that little tiny dojo the, scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so I, I, I think that's, I think that was the main reason why I think that Night Swan has something to do with it mm-hmm. because either that, or they know what the advocacy, ag, advocacy group, um, I, I think they know what they're doing. Uh, or they're in on it somehow. Um, everybody but Arinda is in on it. But it she seems is like. in on it in a way. She's allowing herself to be a pawn. Mm-hmm. She knows a little bit. Yeah. Um, very, very little. She knows that there's something going on that's about the extent of her knowledge. Oh, okay. Uh, it seemed to me yeah. like she knew. I mean, she knew enough to say, you know, maybe this isn't the best situation that I have put mm-hmm. myself in. Right. Um, which even looking at um, unknowingly the next chapter, <laughs> um, she actually gets herself into a little trouble there too, which is a cool predicament. But that's for next week. That's for next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So I'm trying to think if there was anything else we missed in the chapters. That was my notes. Why um, is Eli not advancing? We already. I know we already talked uh-huh. about it a little bit. But what is the benefit of keeping him? That low. If, I mean, if it's not Thrawn, if it's someone else, whoever's mm-hmm. upping Thrawn is stagnating Vanto. And I'm just mm-hmm. really wondering why. I wonder if it's a ploy to have uh, Eli turn on Thrawn because he has been faithful to him this entire time. And by not advancing him and watching the non-human right. advance over and over and over again. I wonder if that could possibly be what the goal is there. That could be a very good possibility. I had not thought of that. I'm, I'm trying to think of think like Thrawn now. <laughs> Got to get in his head. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, that's what I'm kind of starting to think is that maybe someone is either, it, it, it's either a couple of things. Personally, I think is that either they're trying to cause dissension between Eli and Thrawn, um, or it's just that, Thrawn is the focus and Eli's just getting left in the dust anyways. Um, or it could be uh, what you were saying where it's Thrawn making the suggestion 
But I think he's even said to Eli, though, that it was not his doing. Yeah, he might have. I uh, yeah, I think he did in the earlier chapters because uh, he was asking how he got promoted, all this other kind of stuff, and why wasn't he, and or how they got assigned, I think is what it was. It was what, an assignment, what, yeah. Assignment, yeah, and he's like, I had nothing to do with that. Um, but, I mean, it could be that he's Yeah, but he did say to, that I had nothing to do with that. All I did was mention that there should be mm-hmm. two interpreters on the same ship. Right. So, so yeah. that's all he said. That's all he <laughs> said, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That, that's all. No, not a yeah. big deal at all. No big. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I'm sure that we will see what happens. But I'm wondering if that... Because it, it's starting to cause a little rip in their friendship relationship of some kind. Um where Eli is really starting to resent him um, because he's not going anywhere. He's not even. You ripped me out of my career path that mm-hmm. I wanted my whole mm-hmm. life and dropped me in this one. And, and now you nowhere. won't even promote me. You won't right. acknowledge my existence except for mm-hmm. to say the odd word that this guy doesn't necessarily know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What existence do I have at this point? I mean, what? Mm-hmm. This is, I can see it. Yeah, I definitely could. Because um, eventually it's going to come to where he doesn't want anything to do with Ron, eventually. Um, which, again, I know I say it every time. I know you know what happens to Eli. I'm salty about it. <laughs> but um, I, I think something's going to play out between them two where they're not the dy- dynamic duo that they have been, um, that they're that they end up causing a rift, which I think it makes me think that it's not Thrawn doing it though, because he still takes an interest in trying to teach Eli um, strategy and things like that. He includes him in what he's doing. I could see if Thrawn was running off and just doing things his own way and doing his own thing that, yeah, maybe there was some dissension there um, and that he had no regard for Eli, but he's training him. See, the only Um, thing that I could possibly reason that I could possibly think that Thrawn would be doing that is just to protect him in some way. Could be. but Because, I mean, mean, he has proved that he's concerned for people um, and concerned for the lives of his crew. Uh, And Eli's as close as it gets. It's his only friend. Right. And the only thing that I can think of that would make more sense is what you said. You know, Mm -hmm. turning them against each other. Right. And that's, and that's where I think that we're going is that I'm wondering if, and even so far, I guess going tin, full tinfoil hat, what if Night Swan has anything to do with it? He probably does he's at been, some he's point. He's the one behind it. Yeah. I think it's a big game. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be a big game and I can't wait to see oh, definitely. where it goes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so did you have anything else that you wanted to uh, I think I'm good. talk about with it? I mean, that's cool. an hour. Good. So. That's an hour, man. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot in these chapters there though. There was. It was, it was, it was very, very packed. Yeah, it was very packed. A lot of development with the characters and everything. Uh, it's definitely moving it moving the story forward a lot quicker, I feel. Um, I loved the whole battle scene with uh, the vulture droids. That that's that was my favorite part out of the whole thing. Just seeing him really seeing Thrawn really take hold of combat. Yes. And seeing how his mind works during that was just unbelievable. I loved it. I really did. (laughs) So cool, guys. So we'll go ahead and uh, wrap up this week's uh, Holocron Book Club 13 through 15. (laughs) Uh, We will have uh, 16 through 18. Did I do it right? Did I math right? 
Okay, right. 16 through 18 uh, next week. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's chapter 16 through 18 next week. Um, in the meantime, though, we have our episodes that also come out on Friday. Um, there are big episodes. We have uh, a fan focus episode coming out uh, this Friday uh, for our interview with BB 8 builder, uh, Bobby White. It was really was cool. Sunday. Well, we don't have another one. Gotcha. I thought we were doing that this evening. Oh. <laughs> My fault. No, I just. <laughs> yeah, yeah but... it's Friday. Friday. Totally. Yeah. Bobby White. See, I've been out of the loop for a week, guys. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. So, our Father's Day special with uh, Bobby White, our BB-8 builder. Um, it's going to be really cool. It was a really cool interview and everything. Um, so definitely look out for that. Um, and then we have a few episodes coming up. Um, Who is Snoke, I believe, is the next week, um, which actually I was joined by my lovely wife in your absence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it actually was really fun. It was really cool. Um, so hopefully maybe she'll join us for another episode the way you can yes, uh, definitely. hang out with us I would us love too. to hang out with her. I can't believe oh, I sure. missed last week. That was I just mean, tragic. I mean, she's pretty cool. So, she has I mean, she's our number one fan watching the entire video here. So, <laughs> she has to um, be to be married to you. So, oh, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so we got who is Snoke coming out next week and everything. Um, and if you miss the live stream, no worries. I mean, obviously, you can watch the video, um, but we will have a more polished version for you, um, tomorrow, um, at two o'clock Central Standard Time, um, on our Podbean. Uh, but mainly on KesselRunWeekly.com. All you have to do is go through the website and you'll be able to find everything. You don't have to search all these social media and everything. We're in one place. Um, but if you want to follow us on social media, uh, we're at Weekly, literally everywhere. <laughs> uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So join us there for some cool conversations and everything. Um, and Heather, did you have anything you wanted to add? Or I wanted like to say that we have a Facebook group. Yes, we do. We have a Facebook group, and I have been gone for a week, and we only have a few people in there, but they're amazing people. And oh, yeah. to add to those people would be equally amazing. I mm-hmm. uh, posted a poll today about um, what I thought we were recording. <laughs> we're so, still recording. Yeah, it, it'll but... just be later. Gotcha. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, I, you know, we're going to try to do polls. We want to hear your theories. We want, this is for fans. We are fans of Star Wars. You are fans of Star Wars. So, mm-hmm. let's get together. Hey, we have something in common. We do. <laughs> <laughs> so, cool, guys. So, yeah, join our group. Um, and, and, again, visit our website, KesselRunWeekly.com, um, for all Star Wars and theories and everything. And Lots feedback, of fun stuff. Because we'd and love feedback, yes. to improve. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So if nothing else. Nope. Oh, I'm good. Cool. Alright guys. So I'm Danny. I'm Heather. May the force be with you. <laughs>